0: Welcome to the Think Rural podcast, sponsored by the Texas Social Media Research Institute and the Rural Communications Institute at Tarleton State University. Is, Here's today's they're they're episode. Very different in rural areas. So today's podcast is titled "Can You Hear Me Now." probably not because I live in a rural area. So today we have Caitlin and Robin and Chitara. and ladies, if you guys could please introduce yourselves, it would be awesome. Maybe your major and um, your years at Tarleton, how long have you been here at Tarleton?
1: I'll go first. Hi, my name is Shatara Taylor. I am a graduate student communication studies student at Charleston State University, and I am a senior. This is my last semester.
2: Wow. Thank you, Um, Shatara. My name is Robin Hicks, and I am a senior um, undergrad, um, and I have been here since 2015, and I'm so excited. I just got approved for graduation in the summer. This summer? Yes, this summer.
0: (laughs) That's spectacular. Congratulations, both of you guys.
2: Thank you.
3: Hi, my name is Caitlin West. I am a undergrad senior and I am set to graduate in May with my
0: communications degree. We have three amazing graduates that are getting ready to leave us. I'm excited, but yet I'm like, oh, goodness, what are we going to do? They are outstanding. So we're excited that you guys are here and talking about this topic, because as we talked about a few moments ago before this podcast began, um, many of you have different experiences with cell phone connectivity in rural areas. So um, tell me uh, about your rural Internet um, experiences
1: or rural cell phone experiences? Um, I often visited places in East Texas growing up because my grandparents on my mom's side are from East Texas. So this is back when, you know, cell phones would roam <laughs> and back when you had um prepaid cell phones. So by the time we got um, halfway up Dallas, you know, connection would start to go out and um we pretty much wouldn't get coverage back until we got back into the city in Dallas and as an undergraduate student in Denton I often experienced little to no coverage in terms of my cell phone in my dorm room I couldn't do simple things like call my mom my text messages wouldn't go through eventually I had to contact my Um, my cell phone provider and tell them hey i'm I'm having trouble with basic communication such as sending emails submitting assignments and text messages you know for my family and they said that you know that area between college students and it still being you know a developmental area that the signal just wasn't that great so that's been my experience before
0: Wow, that's I mean, and that was fairly recent. So, I mean, it, it's very it's a even a present problem right now um, with rural internet service and cell phone service. What about you guys, Caitlin and Robin? I know growing up in East Texas area, over in like
3: the Henderson County and everything area, I lived in the boondocks, as most people would say, and had a metal tin roof underneath my house. So either your cell phone service wasn't even going through, your internet wasn't going through, and living 15 minutes out of a town, it took me a while to even just get service, just going from where I lived just to inside of town to even do anything, to send messages or answer phone calls. And then living in where my grandparents live on my mom's side, we were thirty minutes outside of town, so it, it definitely wasn't working with internet services. It took a while for streaming devices to work. Um, anything that you could think of that required internet or anything like that, it took a very long time for it to work.
0: Wow, um, and I'll I'll just admit, um, until you just mentioned the tin roofs, Caitlin, I forgot about that. That was a that was a big deal. <laughs> to have the tin roof interfere with your connectivity and that even happens today. So wow. And Robin, can you think of anything to to add?
2: Yeah, um so I was, you know, just thinking about how whenever I travel back home from Stephenville and in certain areas um I get no service and how Like if I were to have an accident or um, run out of gas or something and, you know, we have all of these awesome resources on being able to, you know, call for a tow tow truck or, you know, depending on who your insurance company is, they provide, you know, like a rental car or something and someone comes to you. But if I'm traveling and I um, am in an area where I don't have service, I'm pretty much stranded. (laughs) That's scary, yeah, definitely is a scary thought.
0: <laughs> and especially on two eighty one, we'll look at a map in a few moments, but on two eighty one, there are a few counties that you drive through that, I mean, like Comanche County uh, that has some of the lowest levels of internet service in Texas. So that's that's a problem. <laughs> so even if you don't live in the city, you know, or sorry even if you do live in a city and you have to go from city a to city b then you still have to drive through rural areas and so that that's a that's an issue um one quick question does it depend on your internet service provider not internet but telephone service provider like AT&T versus metro pcs versus
3: i've always had AT&T my whole life growing up my dad and my mom and just kept with AT&T so I haven't really used another cell phone um service provider or anything like that so I wouldn't really know particularly
1: Got I switched it. from yeah I switched from AT&T when I was having the issues in college to T-Mobile um so that was you know I I don't know if that was the problem or not but AT&T was who I was having the issues with in Benton which is way more rural than it is now. It's developed a lot over the last five years, so maybe that's a huge part of it. But, yeah, I switched from AT&T, who I had since sixth grade, um, to T-Mobile because I was getting another phone, and I was just having so many problems with calls dropping literally mid-sentence, so... Mm.
0: And, that, and that's a problem as well. You know, especially I think about COVID right now and, you know, it's very important to, to keep our families connected. And if you think about it, if COVID would have happened like 10 years ago, like back in, you know, 2010 or maybe 2005, it, we would have had some very big issues. And I know folks in rural areas have some very large issues regarding, you know, connectivity right now, but I think it would have been worse um, in 2005. <laughs> so, um, let's look at this map super quickly and it talks about like different areas of Texas and we'll post this map on the RCI or the Rural Communication Institute Facebook page, but basically, um, anything that is green or, um, brown is, uh, a le- is a, an area that has low internet connectivity. And then anything that is blue has amazing internet connectivity. So um, does anything really catch your eye, you guys?
1: Hmm.
0: And while you guys are thinking, um, one thing that stands out to me um, is the fact that the closer that you you get to like the Dallas-Fort Worth area, it's blue. And then the further you get away from the Dallas-Fort Worth area, is very, you know, (laughs) multicolored. So like the greens and the Browns. um, So that's interesting. And then also um, counties like Taylor and Brown, and I think, is that Fletcher? I don't know how you pronounce that. Um, If any of you know how to pronounce S-C-H-L-E-I-C-H-E-R is by Menard County. But those are counties that are very, very blue in a sea of brown and Mm
1: -hmm. uh, green, so I just wonder why. Oh yeah, I wonder why that is, Um, especially um, as you look north on the map, Clay County is pretty much the only green one between a sea of blue as well, like far north Mm -hmm. in the map, Clay County at the very top. You're right. So you're wondering,
0: is it like, um, and also Caitlin, um, I'm just going to ask like, where are like some of the bases in rural areas in like on this county map? Um, I know we talked about um, Fort Hood and Fort Hood is in, what did we say? Which county? Cor- Correale County. And it yeah, is- we said the
3: Correale and Bell. And then over, I think it's either Parker or Tarrant uh-huh. There is um a little Mineral Wells one there in Mineral Wells area that we go to. And then I think it's Comanche, maybe Brown, where Brownwood is. Okay. In that area, there's one there that we use. And then um, Weatherford is where my unit is at. And I'm going to look up that's
0: Brownwood. Texas, and county, and it is in Brown County. Yep, and Brown County is bright blue.
3: But when I'm out there, my service is really crazy.
0: Wow, (laughs) and I guess it's how far, or how far, or how near it is to Comanche County, or Eastland, because they're both flanking
2: brown county so i think it would be interesting to see because this is probably what averages of like internet coverage coverage but like when you think about it ebrath county the majority of the county is rural
1: Mm -hmm.
2: rather than you know being urban in the city and whatnot so to see it blue but to know that the majority of the county is in a rural area is the blue part making up the average for the city um, or is that like the average? I mean, it's saying it's the average for the whole county, but I would think that the majority of Erath County would be closer to the green mm-hmm. than to the blue.
0: And also, thank you for mentioning that, Robin. Look at this as well. Erath County, it says ninety nine 1% of the population has access to high-speed internet, but then if you jump over to Eastland County, it's 10.5. And then Comanche is 11.7. So if you're living on the border of Erath and Comanche County or Erath and Eastland, maybe you're getting the short end of, of the stick, unfortunately.
1: So very, very interesting. I also think it's important to note that a lot of these smaller counties, they are homes of community colleges and four-year universities. So, you know, you have large amounts of students pulling on the bandwidth, I guess, if you will, and they aren't necessarily from those towns, so their ability to communicate with their families, that's important.
0: Wow. I mean, and you're right, like so we have so many community colleges and, and technical schools and four-year universities in Texas. That makes a big difference. Um, it would be interesting if we could like overlay, you know, where they're located and these counties. Um, so hey, that will be the next project. That sounds amazing. <laughs> and just so you guys know, to check email or just browse the web is one to five megabytes per second. And then it ramps up to 200 megabytes per second, which is like streaming 4K content. If you think about those really cool movies that you can see like the actual hair on, on people's, um, people's heads, then that's like the 4K content and then playing online games or downloading super large files. You need a lot of megabytes per second. So um, potentially folks in these other areas are not getting access to that. So from an educational standpoint, it could be, you know, could have an impact on it. All right, so here's my last question. Um, Discuss how COVID-19 highlights the, or highlighted the lack of internet in rural areas and how that affected education and the ability to work in a remote location. So basically uh, not having internet in a rural area, did that affect education in that area? Or the ability to work from home. Absolutely. Um, I know
3: back home in Cisco County or Eastland County and everything, I know a bunch of the schools around in that area, they did homework where they put it in, or um, parents would go to the schools and pick up the homework for the week. Mm-hmm. And so if they didn't have internet access, they were still able to access the homework and lesson plans and everything by picking them up from the school and stuff.
0: So that's how they adapted in the absence of good, good internet. Yes, ma'am. Interesting.
1: And sometimes they, it, it's either, either, or, or both. They don't have the wifi or they don't have a laptop or they don't have wifi and they don't have a laptop. So, um, I saw a lot of districts, you know, providing technology for the students where they would have to return it once the school year ended. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, especially during a pandemic, you don't necessarily have the funds to go buy your child a brand new Chromebook. Um, So that was a huge adjustment, especially the kids, you know, they use Chromebooks and things throughout the year for different learning um, curriculums that are online based even in the classroom but having access to that at home is a completely different thing especially for multiple children
0: that's very true and also when COVID began Chromebooks were in short supply um, because you couldn't order them at all because so many folks were trying to get Chromebooks at the same time to these rural areas and city areas too all right um Does anyone else have anything else to add? This was a really good conversation. Um, So I'm going to pause to see if you guys have anything else to add. And while you're thinking, if you can also think about like one word to describe rural internet access in uh, in areas of Texas, that would be
1: super helpful. One word I would use to describe it is... um, definitely um need need needed necessity for sure
0: that's a good one robin or caitlin
2: i think one word i would use to describe it would be privileged
1: Hmm. that's a good one too
0: While Caitlin's thinking, um, I would describe it as, um, I mean, basically equality, you know, we all pay, <laughs> pay, you know, taxes in Texas and, you know, we all travel on Texas roadways. So it's important, even if you live in a rural area to have access to um, different, um, whether it's a movie, just simply watching Netflix or um checking email for your your child in a rural area. I think that, you know, the access and the equity is very important, no matter where you live in Texas and beyond.
3: I guess I would have to say an adequate
1: because
3: mm-hmm. with it being like so lacking of Internet in certain areas, it just makes it more complicated
0: for people to use it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So you guys, we are going to end on those amazing parting words because, um, and we like ending like this because those words, um, basically sum up everything that we're thinking and just by simply stating one word. So if you could write your words down below the podcast on our Facebook page, that would be amazing. And we can't wait to read them and to interact with you guys as well. We'll post these resources on the Facebook page throughout the next few days. And we can't wait to see what you guys write and what questions you have. All right, don't forget to um, share this out with people who are interested in rural areas and think that rural areas matter too. And we'll see you guys soon. Don't forget. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode and look forward to future episodes on Spotify as well as iTunes and also our Facebook page for the Rural Communication Institute.